Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello and welcome to a bumper edition of Playing Out from the Back. Um, today I'm joined by the usual uh, quote of Moses Spencer and Aaron White. How are you boys doing? Fantastic, mate. Absolutely fantastic. I wasn't expecting to hear that. How are you, Mo? <laughs> yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm getting okay. by. You know, still still hurting a bit, but I'm getting by. Well, at least someone sounds optimistic. And the reason we, <laughs> we sound like that a little bit um, is after, obviously, the shenanigans of the Europa uh, semi-final with Arsenal Villarreal. Um, obviously all three of us are, are Gooners well, at least I think we're still Gooners um, we'll find out <laughs> by the end of this pod um, obviously it's been a, a disastrous one and I'm going to warn everyone that's tuning into this one um, as well as the people that are joining us from uh, Sports Social Network there will be some explicit language so if this is not for you <laughs> wow. um, if it's not for you then I suggest maybe turn off at this point and listen to a couple of our other pods um, they're a little <laughs> bit cleaner um, but boys what happened with the shambles that was the semi-final um, and obviously the things we're going di- to dig deep into one where it went wrong two has it been going wrong for longer than the, obviously the semi-final and where do we go from then I, I want to hear I, I kind of got the impression I know where Aaron's going with this and I and I know where I'm going with it but Moses now is your time to put all your information everything on the, on the table for your mm-hmm. side of how things are going at Arsenal and with Arteta um, First off I, I'm in agreement with a, uh, with a, a lot of well, not a lot. Some of the things you guys say, it isn't good enough. Um, um, and we should be doing better. So we should have beaten Villarreal yesterday. And it's very disappointing. I'm so disappointed. Um, but I, I still don't think that losing this season doesn't represent Arteta. I don't think he's been given a fair crack at the whip. Um, I know that you, when you look at it, Blindly, you see Arsenal ninth place in the league, and you see, and you see knocked out the Europa Cup semi final, which it actually isn't bad. But I mean, as is Villarreal, you think, Jesus Christ, Darren, tell them to turn it down out there, mate. Come Sorry, on, mate. Sorry, that was, the, that, was the, that was the police coming for your comments. <laughs> I got them um, on standby. Um, and going out, yeah. Obviously, we we should be we should be um getting to the final against Villarreal. I accept that. But, I mean, to to just simply say Arteta out, I can't see how we think that there's going to be change at the club without some level or some time of consistency. Um, he should be doing slightly better. I agree with that. But I think that the players that he's got are a big part of the reason why he isn't. And I, I was on Twitter yesterday having a little rant just about my feelings because I think these players have let down a few managers. Some of them have been letting down managers 
going back as far as Arza Wenger. And these are the players that Arteta has to rely on. He has to start these players because they're the best we have to offer. And they're simply not good enough. Now, Arteta made some mistakes yesterday in terms of maybe you might say, oh, he didn't, he, he changed the formation, he did this, he did that. But the, the bottom line of it is, is that the players at his disposal are just not good enough for the way he wants to play. So no matter who the manager was, yeah, so we might have had a different manager. We might have had Rafa Benitez. This is a great example. We might have had Rafa Benitez who might have got us another six, seven points, maybe eight points in the league, say, for example. Mm-hmm. But not much more than Arteta has done. These, these players have cost Arsenal, like, this is just off the top of my head, Wolves, Burnley twice, Fulham, that, that you cannot blame them performances on the manager. Now, if they win them four games, just them four games, um, we're on 61 points. So that puts us in the Champions League positions, right? That's just four games where I think the players have cost the club before Arteta has cost the club. In my opinion, I believe that in those games, they were set up well enough. They had quality of player on the pitch to win those games and they didn't win them games. So you can't, you, to, a degree, to a degree, you can't blame Arteta as much as I feel people are blaming him. It's like Arteta out. So when we get him out, what are we going to do? What's the plan when we get Arteta out? Start again with another manager? Give him no money? Get another six, seven, eight points next season? Because if you continue with Bellerin, Xhaka, Elneny, Lacazette, that type of player... This is what you will get. This has been coming for 10 years. Yeah. They have been underselling. The owners have been underselling. The first, it started with Wenger. Then they had a little bit of a push with Una, but didn't trust him. They, they spent a little bit of money. And then with Arteta, they've done it again. Just a little bit of money. Sort of, sort of done a little bit, but didn't really aggressively touch the market. And eventually... Now that the now that the quality in the league is so high, we have now been caught out. It's simple. It's not difficult. This is not Arteta's fault, or as much of the blame that people are attributing to Arteta is is too much. These players need to be held accountable. And I know what yours arguments are going to be. Yeah, we're ninth. Yeah, but the players are better. They're not better than sixth place. They're not. You need to get that out of your head. So we're ninth. But the players ain't good enough for six, so they're good enough for seventh. That's at, at, at the moment. That's what they're good enough for. So I'm struggling to understand why people are so like so shocked about this. Like this is like this is the end of the what? This was coming. Quick this question. Was, this was going to mate. No, Go no. Emery. Yeah. yeah. Were you an Emery out? No, I wasn't because he needed time. He needed time and he needed investment. That you would not find, you would not speak to anyone that's had a conversation with me that was Emery out because it was the same for Emery. Mm-hmm. You cannot attribute for Bellerin not blocking crosses. He never blocks crosses. That's crazy. He's a fullback. You you cannot account for Xhaka's constant mistakes and silly things he does, like getting sent off in silly times. You just, I don't know how you can account for that. And, and the only way I look at this is I'm not saying that Arteta has been perfect. When we empl- employed him as a manager, we wasn't employing Pep Guardiola. We wasn't employing Jurgen Klopp. We wasn't employing Jose Mourinho, a proven manager. We was employing a manager that was going to learn on the job and he was going to take us the full length of a project. What is the point Yeah, in sacking him after 18 months? He's dealt with simply the most difficult time in football, yeah, a pandemic, no pre-season, plus no investment, poor players. And I'm not, listen, I agree with you on, on points. He does do things that annoy me. He overcomplicates things. He, 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 um, sometimes he makes the wrong decisions, but all managers do this. It's only being highlighted because he's not doing as good as he should, but that's not solely him. That's down to the players as well. They have so, to take accountability for okay. this as well. So, mm-hmm. where do you... Obviously, Arsenal 
fans and not all corners of the world anymore, but some people like to still think that Arsenal should be an elite side. Mm-hmm. If you're an elite side, why on earth would you put a manager in to learn on the job? I an think... elite side. An elite side. Okay. Okay. Why I'll tell you, you why... why would you do that? I'll tell why you why. Would you create, they... Why would you create a project at elite an elite team? We've got to watch. We've got to watch would... Lampard. We've got to watch Lampard come in, learn on the job. Not good enough. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Same players. Same players. Yeah. Yes, and he got investment. Same players. Now look at what mm-hmm. they're getting because you've got the right coaching. United, same thing. As soon as you put the wrong coach in, it doesn't matter what quality of player no, you put no. in there. You look no, at no, Arsenal, no, no. Arsenal, Arsenal no. under Wenger, under Wenger, with the lack of investment he had, mm-hmm. he still knew what he was doing. He was experienced enough. League was we poorer. Into, we... League was way poorer. Way poorer than it is now. Way poorer than it is right now. You, 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 way you're still, weaker. You're playing, those le- but you're playing those levels. You're playing your levels. Because, you know, everyone starts talking about, well, would the Arsenal Invincibles beat this team? Well... Yeah. No, they wouldn't. You know, but you're playing. You're you're playing those levels with what, what you've got in front of you. And for for me, Wenger knew what he's doing. He he coached the right way. Now, yours. Mm-hmm. I feel like they were trying to bring that in with Arteta, but it, mm-hmm. it, we're not. We're not that. We're not. We're not Leicester. Where you're a for, You know, they were afforded time to. You know, because they weren't expecting it. There's huge expectations at Arsenal. So why put in a coach? He's a coach. He's not a, he's not the first team manager head coach. That's not that is not him. He's why, why not mistakes? He's because he's making rookie mistakes. This okay. is not a team to me. This uh, is not a team to hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me just say if you're going to be in an elite team, why mm-hmm. would you put in a manager that has no proven record at all? Because what just because he played for Arsenal a little time ago, you cannot you cannot afford to be doing that because now what they're saying now. Is that they've got okay? We're not going to be in Europe for the first time in whatever it is. Was it twenty five years or something stupid like that? Yeah. So they're saying, so, so we're not going to be in Europe, and then they're coming out and saying, look, we we might we, we should be in a position to obviously back the manager in the summer. Um, we, we're going to obviously look at our investments. We will need to sell, but obviously, as you can see, we're not in Europe, so it's a big struggle. Well, whose fault is that? Because mm-hmm. the, the manager has, has got the players there. He's he's gone and brought in the players he he said he wanted, by the way, and he's still not back. He's still not backed okay. up. We okay. we've been struggling. We've been struggling with a left back. Mm-hmm. When Tierney gets injured, we've had to go and play Jack. Kalishnik may not have been the answer, but it was a backup. We mm-hmm. we've let these people go under his watch. We've let those people go, and then we've created this problem. We've then mm-hmm. we need we're dying for a goal in the second half of this of this semi final. And mm-hmm. we're looking at, we take, Aubameyang's hit the post twice. We drag Aubameyang off to bring in Willian, who can't dribble past anyone. He can't that wasn't what happened. He put, a lack, he, he put a lack of there. Yeah, okay, Willian come on at the same time. At the same time. I know exactly people are trying saying. to be smart. People no, are no, trying no, to be no, smart no, and no, get technical no, no, with no, that, no, but no, he didn't listen, really do that. Okay, but no, no, look at it. Look at it like this. What I'm saying is he put Saka left back, yeah? Mm-hmm. And he brought and he brought Willian, and, Willian on to go on the left. So why didn't he leave it? Put Lacazette through the middle, just leave Pierre out on the left where he has been playing. The guy's just he's we had no chances other than his. He hit the post twice, to be fair. Like he was making rookie mistakes. William has offered nothing, absolutely nothing. How he's got the most assists for the club this season, though. Mate, come on. I I know I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying, but he's got the most assists for the club this season, and Lacazette's got the most goals for the club this season. Just 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 saying. They're the two players that he brought on. Yeah, bring on Lacazette, but bring on Lacazette. That's 100%. Okay. I'm saying, but this isn't just this game. It's been happening constantly where he's making these like rash changes. We've got Pepe, who finally, bless him, he's been getting all this abuse for his his, uh, his, uh, price tag. He finally comes into a bit of form. And guess what? Mikel Arteta decides to do. I don't know if all that hair on his head has got to him because, and it's weighing him down, because he suddenly makes the decision to drop it. Lacazette, oh, yeah, we, we better drop him out, like, for certain games. I know he's just come back from injury for this one, but it's been happening where he's been on form and we've dropped him. Mm-hmm. It's like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. We can't afford this. We ain't 10 points clear at the top of the league. Who do you think you are? This is a Man City, mate, with a 30-man squad that you can rely on. Man City could drop 11 players and put another 11 players in and, and still get a result. We cannot do that. I don't know where he keeps thinking that he can do this. We're not playing football manager, mate. Like, this guy is playing with a top club. 
And as much as Emery tried a little bit, he tried to implement a little bits in there. The players just didn't buy into it because he tried to put certain bits of discipline in. And now it's just like a bit of a free roll. We are a retirement home for people now. Come and get Crazy. your come and get come and get your dough. That's Crazy, us at man. Arsenal. We are not we are not uh, we are not a big side. And I don't care what anyone says. Arsenal fans can can grill me. We are not a big side. Stop believing we are. We are not. We're currently we are a mid table side. Right. So 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 you so we're mid table side, and we're mid table. So what I don't. So you're saying that the team is a, a mid table team, and we're mid table, but you I'm want the, the manager out. I'm saying the club. I'm saying the club. Listen. I'm saying the club. The club is a mid table side right now. How we're operating, we're a mid table side. I think if you looked at what we had been doing in the past, yes, top six side, Bukasa's cast elite. Can I put some of this blame onto artists? A hundred percent, hundred percent, you can. Because we were, we, we've, we've, uh, we're, we're underperforming. I know we're saying that some of these players are right, but under his watch, he has got to be part of those sort of players he wants to bring in. He let certain players go out. We Okay, we struggled in the middle of the park to put someone next to Partey, right? Because Jack has had to go left back. Jack has had to go left back because we haven't got a spare left back because he let that player go. We've not got someone in the middle to play next to him uh, back up then even if he had to do that because we let Willock go out you know we've let he's let these players go out on his watch listen Kalasinac listen ca- sorry Aaron I'll let you talk in a second but Kalasinac <laughs> and me, Ozil and them boys like I don't even want to hear them being spoken about they're the the ringleaders mate been, been atrocious for five six years some of these guys like, you can't expect... Like, this is the thing, yeah? We have to get them players out. But Arsenal fans, yeah? We always want to keep these players around. They, like, but where's the replacement, that? no, Mo? I don't care. Where's the replacement? I would ra- rather him gone. Because he's done okay. nothing. He's done nothing since he joined the club. The replacement didn't arrive. The replacement didn't arrive. Not because Arteta didn't want a replacement. The replacement didn't arrive because the club have not backed their manager. They haven't backed this manager. They didn't really back the last manager and they didn't back Arsene Wenger. Is that not bad business then? Yeah, that's bad business. That's that's bad business by the club and Arteta is now the front man of that. He's the one taking the abuse from that. But what I'm trying to explain to you is that the the series of, of, of things that are happening at this club yeah, is is now where a situation where it's just like get rid of Arteta, get rid of Unai Emery, get rid of this. It doesn't matter who we get rid of or who we get. Yeah, until this group of players is disbanded heavily, yeah, the results will remain the same. The players are not good enough. The players, the top players at our club that we consider our top players, are not good enough to be the top players at our club. You cannot blame Arteta for that. I'm absolutely sure that when Arteta was asked, when Arteta was told, um, when Arteta asked, I need a winger, I'm absolutely sure that William was at the top of his list, right? He might have wanted, for instance, let's say Zaha, right? Zaha was top of his list. Zaha, 60 million, not going to happen. Okay, what about this guy? 35 million, not going to happen. Okay, rather than have no one, we'll take William on the free. That is what happens at Arsenal constantly, constantly. So the manager's put in a position where he either has nothing or he has the best of a bad bunch. That's what happens. So, so my issue is not that Arteta isn't doing... My issue is... Arteta has has almost been hamstrung into this position. I agree with you. It should be better. He does make mistakes, but a new manager will always make mistakes. Okay. That's what on happens. Pa- on paper, on paper, mm-hmm. my question to you then, mate, on paper, mm-hmm. if you wrote down, take forget if you've never seen the league table, mm-hmm. you're just going for player for player. If you look at the West Ham side and you look yep. at the Arsenal side, mm-hmm. without seeing what the table was, player for player, who has the better better team? Arsenal. Arsenal. But do we but do but do we agree that West Ham? Why are West Ham where they are and where, where do, why are do, we where we are? Do we do we agree that West Ham are having us out of this world season? So West Ham are are pretty much doing 
something no one expected them to do. Are we in agreement on, on that? West Ham are doing something that, that no one, there is not a single person on the first day of the season would have said West Ham are going to do that. But is that would, good would they? Is that good management or good investment? Of, of course, of course. But we're talking about David Moyes here. Do we want to get into the David Moyes talk? Do we want to get I'm into just, that? No, I'm asking a question. I'm asking a question. Is it is it management or is it sort of is, is it something else? Is it the good the good running of the team and the, the good investment because they brought in some good players? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, good investment. Yeah, it's good. It's good investment and it's good management. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree on that. But equally, David Moyes could have got it wrong and he could be sacked. He could, or he could have got it wrong, and he could be tenth. We, we could easily be where West Ham are, and West Ham be where Arsenal are. West Ham are having a freak season. You can't compare Arsenal to West Ham. But what I'm saying is, is that Arsenal, yeah, are not as far below, yeah, where they, where the team is. We just don't have good enough players. So uh, we can get in whoever you want. We can get in whoever we decide or whoever we want. Yeah, this will not change until this team is disbanded. This team needs a massive, massive turnaround. And it's pointless changing managers time after time because we can get in six, seven of Arteta's players, change to Rafa Benitez, for instance, get six, seven of Rafa Benitez players, change to Maurizio Sarri in 18 months, get six. And this continues and continues. We need to, there was always going to be pain. You can't say at the start, there's going to be pain. We're going to deal with the pain. And then the minute the pain comes, talk about sacking the manager. You've got to just give him some time. But Mo, like, what, Mo, what, Mo what, one second, one second. Sorry, sorry, Aaron. You, said sorry that, Aaron sorry. You, you guys forgot I was here, innit? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not the minute that it's gone wrong. It's actually gone wrong since pretty much the first day of the season. And that's, that's the frustration for me. Because, you know, I've been saying a few things from the beginning. And obviously, throughout the season, going to get more and more frustrated. So it's not the time that the minute it's gone wrong, uh, that was probably just the final straw. And everyone was thinking, all right, we can maybe account, we can probably uh, make an excuse for the league, but go into that Europa League final and at least get there. Uh, and if you're thinking that way, he's gone into that semi final, first leg, let's go first leg, starting some. Starting 11, I never thought we would do, you know, Smith Rowe, false nine, uh, Xhaka at left back against probably the fastest winger in Spain. Uh, and he got it all wrong. And not only that, the, the, the Chabalos thing, you know, not dragging him at half time, 2 0 down on a booking, you know, on his final warning, makes us go to 10 men. We got lucky with, you know, we managed to get a goal and probably kept us in it. And then we go into that second leg. You're thinking, all right, we're 2-1 down at home. What's the first thing a manager wants from his players? A quick start, you know, have to go out. We did it. When did we do it? We did it against, was it Prague or Olympiacos or, or, or one of those oh, teams? Second leg. Yeah, and that's what he needed. But instead, we started cautiously, so cautiously, didn't want to concede. And it just showed. And then as soon, I mean, I, didn't, I, didn't, I, I have to admit, I didn't watch the second half because I, I was out, but... From that first half, I just knew, I knew we would not qualify for that final, and it sets the tone. It absolutely sets the tone. And you're talking about, you know, the players aren't good enough. And I know me and Mo, we've had this, I'll say, discussion because it's not really an argument uh, about you know players not being good enough. Uh, but I mean, Fulham, West Ham, Burnley, Villa, Wolves twice, Everton, Palace, we've got players better than that. And yet we, we, we were unlucky, sendings off a couple of times, missed chances. But that's one that's 12 games, if you talk about them playing each other twice, where we just haven't, we've scraped draws. And as a manager, he has to take responsibility to say, I'm not getting the best out of these players. Um, and, you know, uh, Sam said it so many times uh, in the last 20 minutes, you know, Dropping players when in form, uh, play, and you're talking about William. Yeah, okay. He, everyone when he signed, actually, I think every, everyone was probably on board thinking, all right, that's a decent signing for for a free transfer, Premier League experience, won trophies, you know, uh, should have a, a decent season. He started slow, but what did uh, Arteta do? Played him consistently, week in, week out. 
never dropping him. And if you think, if you're a player, you think psychologically, you think, all right, I'm getting away with this. You know, I'm at 70%. I'm not really contributing to goals or, or assists at the time. I know he got three in the first game, but after that, he went a, a long time without getting another assist. And if you're a player, you're thinking, all right, I can just sit back and, and collect my wages knowing that I'm not going to be dropped. And he did that all the way up until November. And it's only because he got ill in November and a few other players got ill during November that the likes of Smith Rowe came in and, and players like that and other players got chances. And that was Arteta's l- lucky moment in the season where the fortunes changed. You know, we beat Chelsea at the end of November, went on a decent run, but then gets to January. You know, we, we, didn't, we didn't do what we needed to do in January. We got rid of players, but we left ourselves very short in certain areas. Uh, and he did the same at the beginning of, of the season as well with the number 10 role, uh, thing, the keeper role, in the, in the centre-back role. And he has to think, like, why is he making all these... Yes, these decisions are... He's going to be making some mistakes. And at the beginning of the season, I think we'd all accept he's going to make mistakes. But when he's making mistake after mistake after mistake after mistake after mistake and not learning from them, you have to think... What is he going to be doing for us? Yeah, we can give it, keep give him till November or December. I know a lot of people are saying give him the summer, see how he goes until Christmas. What then? Well, if, there's no guarantee he's going to be learning anything more than what he's doing at the moment. If he did, he wouldn't be doing that in a, in a Europa League semi final against Villarreal. He would not be doing that. He'd be thinking, all right, let's take it back to the basics. Let's get them going. Let's do what we need to do to get this victory. And mm-hmm. he hasn't done that. And he ha- just shows he has not learned throughout the season. And I think if, if the fans were in the stadium this season and these results and performances were happening, he'd be gone by now because the board, uh, everyone will see it. Just like it happened to Emre, he got forced out. I wasn't one of those Emre out ones either. I wanted Emre to stay. But this time I don't see Arteta improving the way some people think he'll improve you know worst league finishing since 1995 by the looks of things no european football for the first time in 25 years 10 worst home... team in 25 years no it's not we we went we worst went to team the... in 25 we... no, years. no 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 because i can pick up what? squads i can pick up squads no way we had no, no, right. I'll, I'll tell you that back i yeah, remember there's your video yeah, squad yeah, yeah, no, yeah. i'll tell you that back you know, i'll tell you that back quick time Ten... shamak yeah quick quick shamak. time Re- rewind, re- rewind, Boys, rewind. I take that back. Ten home games this season, no goals scored. You know, uh, Europa League uh, home games in in the knockout stages: Olympiacos, Villarreal, Slavia Prague at home. Between those three games, one goal. It's not good enough. We scrape through some of those games, and it's not good mm-hmm. enough. It really mm-hmm. isn't. And we can. If we you can... want to add to that, if you want to add to that, Aaron, as well, um, Burnley beat Arsenal away. Uh, yeah, first time in 46 years. Let's to beat Arsenal. Should have won that game. 47 years. We didn't know. Who beat Leicester? Yeah, Aston Villa okay. beat Arsenal away for the first time in 92 years. Boys, boys, listen, what come about on, the Everton, Everton double? Come on, listen, 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 guys. There's history being made, and it's mm. all in 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 negative uh, viewing for us. It's not good. Yeah. I mean, semi final must win game, and we have mm-hmm. one shot on target. Cockerland okay. like a well-beater with, as well, with, by the with, way. <laughs> with regards to, to just tactics-wise, you know, we've talked about off-pitch situations, uh, uh, formations, this and that, players, this and that. But when, when our build-up is so slow, there is no point having Pepe on the pitch. There is no point having Aubameyang on the pitch. There's no point having Martinelli on the pitch. There's no point having any one of those players on the pitch. So he's basically... He's playing... Uh, he, his build-up plays so so that he's actually just playing against us. There's no he's point. Too clever. Trying to be too I, clever. I I I I've got to say with the build-up thing, I I definitely agree. I definitely agree. It's with that. The build-up has to be quicker with the with the players that I, he wants to play across the front. I don't understand why he's and it just shows that he's not learning from it. Like he had he had a a, a time where he was just concentrating going down the left side. Uh, he I thought three... he was learning on the job. Mate, and He's then made he, these mistakes more than once. But then he had, he, he had, he, he had that, yeah, remember yeah. that month. Remember that month. I think it was November, December, or February. One of the bad months, where he did something different. He was 
basically just crossing the ball like 50 times a game, like for, for no centre forward in the box. He went through three or four games like that. He's tried mm. so many different things. And it's just like, these players, like, if you think we've got Saka, Odegaard, Smith-Rowe, Pepe, Martinelli, you know, we've got Partey in behind them. Like, we've got exciting young players there. Don't play to, to their weaknesses. You have to play to their strengths. We've got Tierney who can bomb up and down that left, left side 90 times a game, like, and not feel it. And we're not doing that anymore. We're literally doing the same boring thing. And it's got to the point where I'm looking, going to, to the games coming up and I'm not even looking forward to it anymore. I'm just thinking... Season's over. Brilliant. Why are you looking? Like, Season's over. But even, bef- even before that, like any game, <laughs> Fulham recently, like how we, we're drawing against them, Fulham. Like, it's ridiculous. It's not mm. good enough. Burnley losing and drawing to Burnley. One point in two games against Burnley. Zero points in two games against Villa. Zero points in two games against Wolves, Everton. Drawing against Palace. These games are absolutely ridiculous. And for me, what he's doing at this club, it's criminal. It's absolutely criminal, man. There's no direction. It's, it's just whatever he's doing at the moment, it's not working. And for so me, for, for me like, let me just finish off. For, let me just finish off. For me, right... Because you like had like forty five minutes of non stop. Fair enough. For me, right? Like I, I just like people think. Oh, if you're Arteta out, you want the club to lose. You want the game, uh, the team to lose their next game. You want, you know. But that's not me. I'll support Arsenal through through everything. So if people are not Arteta out, I won't take it to heart like some other people do. Like just, I would accept your views, Mo, as much as you probably accept mine. We may not agree. But I think people need to think that, all right, we, we may have difference of opinions, but it doesn't mean that because someone wants Arteta out, someone wants Arteta in, that they don't want Arsenal to, to move forward. Obviously, if, if Arteta goes through the summer, has a good pre-season, builds next season and looks promising, then yeah, it is what it is. But at this moment in time, I can't see that happening in any way, shape or form. Fair enough. I just think it's. I just think it's too. It's too soon. He hasn't been given. He hasn't been given the tools. I think that he's had a difficult period to work through. I agree on some of the things that you are saying. I agree on the build-up in attack. I agree. Sometimes he tries to be clever, and I agree he's made mistakes. But at the same time, he was always going to make mistakes, mm-hmm. and. We need to give him the opportunity to learn from his mistakes. I know that you lot say are saying, okay, he did this, he did this in um he did this in December and then he did it again now. But what you're not understanding is that some some of the players as well, as well as he changes the players, some of these players as well, the performances and not just Willian who gets a lot of the gets a lot of the criticism, yeah. but some of these players as well, performances have been a poor, like, Lacazette, right, is probably playing his best stuff for us at the moment. But he was atrocious the rest of the season. Like, like he was horrendous. So, it, so it's like, I feel like it's like, for Arteta, he's like, okay, do I know what I'm going to get from these guys? Do I know what I'm going to get from this player? Is this player good enough? Can he give me what I need? But And then it's like, that's where a bit of the, changing of the team can't... If you have a defender, say, for instance, you have a defender like Ruben Diaz, yeah? You simply don't change him. If you have a striker like Kane, you simply don't change him. Or Vardy, you don't change him. But there are very few players of that level that we have. So Saka, he plays so well all the time. He plays. Tierney, he plays so well all the time. He plays. But you've got a question mark over so many other players, like Azet in and out, Pepe, Pepe in and out. I know that you guys say Pepe has two good games and then he gets dropped, he gets uh, dropped out. Mm-hmm. But Pepe, when he plays poor, he's horrific. It's so yeah, how bad. How do you know he's like, going to play poor? How do you know he's going to play poor? No, 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 you don't, you don't, you don't. So but when happened? he plays, yeah. 
No, 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 you don't, you don't. So I get what you are saying. He plays two good games and you think, okay, the third game, he yeah. should play or whatever. But what I'm saying to you is, is that when he plays two games in a row and he's horrendous two games in a row and gets dragged off the 60, it gives you an element of doubt with that player. Can he deliver what I need him to deliver? But, we ain't there at training. We but, don't know what Pepe's taking, like in training. But but he's done it. Like it's not just Pepe. He's, he does it with a few players. And but who 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 can you say in that team has with, with has done apart from the centre back and Pepe? They're the only yeah. ones I'm I'm I'm, yeah. I'm entertaining the, yeah, the, I was the, say, the argument with. I was going to say but, Gabriel because he was our best player yeah. at the beginning of the season. Agreed, agreed. And the first some, half of the season, he was some, our best player. For some reason, hasn't been. Uh, rewarded with any game time over the last but it's three or four months. And why, why take it out with a consistency? Yeah, I, consistency? I don't, that's, that's what I mean. And with regards to Pepe, like, you can't... Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. He, does, he's, he has been inconsistent, but I think that's because the team and overall has just been inconsistent. And uh, I don't think the fullbacks behind him help him with their type of uh, runs or play. And the way, and the way, oh, and the way we get him into the game. I mean, I, I, I can't describe how many times I see Pepe in space, wanting the ball so he can go one-on-one or get him behind. And then we yeah, get him the ball. So. We get him the ball maybe five seconds later. The, <laughs> ball, the pass is probably behind him. And by the time he's turned, he's got two defenders around him. Wait, it's not what he wants. If... He Arteta as a coach and as a manager has to get the best out of those players and has to play to their strengths in 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 must win games at least. And he's not he's not doing that. Let's we can talk about Bellerin. We can talk about how awful he's been, but yet he still starts in the in the must win game. When it's bon- it's bonkers. Be, be, up until November, he was starting every game out of form. Uh, Cedric came in, actually did pretty well. Uh, good delivery was is a, probably one of those players that just a reliable player. Not nothing special, maybe a seven out of ten every game kind of thing. Uh, he went through a, a, a phase of playing a few games, and then Chambers came in out of nowhere. I'm not Chambers' biggest oh fan, God. not his yeah. biggest fan, but I thought he actually did pretty well. To be if we're comparing him to to Bellerin, uh, I, I thought he actually did pretty well. Uh, not my like I say, he's not my favourite. Uh, but then all of a sudden, Bellerin gets put in just before the uh, semi-final and plays again. And it's just like, he hasn't been seen for three months. Why are we doing that? Mm. Like, Cedric's there, you know, playing when he can. Chambers has just had a good run of games. Uh, why are we doing that? It doesn't make sense. We're going, into, we, we're going into games, one sec. We're going into games, yeah. but we don't know who our fullback's going to be, who our <laughs> centre-back's are going to no. be. Can you imagine, like, as a manager, we're both, obviously, we're all managers here, you want to keep your two centre-backs throughout the season. Uh, United do it. Maguire, Lindelof, 99% of the time. You know, like I said, Diaz won't be dropped. And Stones had a great season. Laporte's not getting anywhere near it. Those two are staying. You know, it, and that's what you build a team on. And we're not doing that. For some reason, we've got this thing now with Holding and Mari. Like, oh, again, they're, they're not great. And when you think we've got Gabriel there, who was our best player by a mile for the first three months, it's astounding how he's not even considered to play in the semi-final and not in, in the run-up to the games in the semi-final mm-hmm. to get him ready. Considering we had nothing to play for in the league, give him three or four games in the league so he's up to scratch, match fitness is there, and then go again against Villarreal in the both games. That's the type of all, player we need in that semi-final. In all fairness, in all fairness with the Gabriel and Murray situation, obviously, that's a left, left-footed centre-back. In mm-hmm. my opinion, Murray hasn't put a foot wrong when he's played. I don't think he... He, he don't make mistakes. He don't give the ball away. He's one of the better passers. No, but I, I appreciate I, that Gabriel yeah. is the net... Is our probably our best centre back, but but Mary I think brings us a, a, a bit of assurance I agree, and, and, I agree and a bit of uh, I, yeah I agree. But um, the only thing but, is, but, the only thing is, you look but, at the pace, like you just said, about the urgency though. The only thing with Mari, right, and this is his downfall, is that when we need to get out the pitch quickly, and it comes out from the back, he turn he, his first touch is cement, like he doesn't go anywhere. Whereas Gabriel's first touch, he gets you up, he gets you up about ten you. yards in the yeah. first bang. Whole teams up, yeah. puts pressure on the midfield. It's such, uh, the, the, the defending midfield have to either make a decision and go right. Do we back off 
and regroup? Or do we go and like they get sucked in to try and put that pressure on him? But by then, he's smart enough to get us out. So, again, I know we, I can't believe I'm actually saying this. We missed David Luiz in that sort of game because, again, yeah. they were regrouping so quickly that we needed to get the ball up the pitch. And he does that. But again, you're watching him from, you're watching him on the side, like berating players. Yeah. For absolutely berating players. Because he was like, say, you could see, he was like, where's the urgency? You know, you needed it. You needed that experience. This mm-hmm. is what was that was what was scary. Is obviously looking at that. You know, you've got a guy on the side like trying to push his players, and we just didn't have we didn't have that personnel to do it. And I, I totally agree. We this comes back to Aaron's point again of he doesn't know his best side, so he keeps trying to tinker, trying to find it. And then the time you think that looks like a good eleven, that and like with that, and they 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 go on to do well. We win one. We win two. Guess what he does? He changes it. It's yeah. bonkers. It's like, was... well, you know, that's mental. You, you've literally, everyone is going at you to go, do you know what your best 11 is? It looks like you found it and then you change, and then you change it. But not even change, he doesn't change it against um, like a Sheffield United. He's gone and changed it in the first leg of the semi-final. Like you said, yeah. Smith Rowe through the middle. And it, that's the frustrating bit. And listen, there's points of everyone that, I agree. We're not all going to see eye to eye with, with all these points. No, what I will say to you, I, I totally agree. It's not all on Arteta. We know that the, the, the rot is at the core of the club. We know that. We know since the owners have, have come in, they've basically gone and looked at this business model going, oh, sustainable business model. We've got nice collateral that gets sucked into the, the, the KSC brand, which now ups their, their credit and their, their company looks really good. That's what they're using Arsenal for. They're not using it to be a successful team. They're using mm. it as a business venture. This is what we've got to realise. So as much as them saying that they're not, they don't need to, to them, they don't need to invest. The millions of fans and, the, and obviously the manager going, we need to invest. But to them, they don't need to. It's got to come down to them wanting to invest. They are celebrating still and still got their dicks in their hands going, look at what we did by paying 45 million for Partey. They're still celebrating that, by the way. You know, they're still going on about, well, you know, we managed to invest. We managed to put some money in. We paid it up front. Whoopty fucking do, Karonke. Well done. You know, but we, that, that is where it's got down to now. We, 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 we'll start from the core. We've put, we put two, I can't even remember their names. They're so bad. But the, the two people in our recruitment team, we thought, oh, we're going to um, have some like decent signings coming. And all they've ended up doing is just filling the pockets of their agents that they sit around the old steakhouse with. That's what we've done. And we've ended up with, with Willian. You know, we lost Ramsey on a free when the guy wanted to stay. We didn't want to do that, but we gave Ozil a new contract and then he's bombed, he bombed us off. You know, that's, they, these are the moves that we've made. And I say, where we've lost, when we lost Wenger, they couldn't wait to change it. Because since Wenger's left, he's no longer, there is no longer a manager of the club. There is a first team or head coach, as they're calling it. There's no such thing as a manager now. They don't. Yes, they say the sort of player that they want. They may say, "Oh, can we get this person?" But ultimately, they're not. They don't actually have a say. So we need to actually get someone that's going to have a bit of a backbone coming in. Or Arteta has really got a man up a little bit. Sorry, I shouldn't use that term, but he needs to like perk up a little bit because he's got to say, "Look, I want this job, but I cannot do this job without X, Y, and Z." And let it get. And these managers have got to actually grow grow a bit. And, and actually say and actually say this because we're going to keep having the same mistakes as you've mentioned, Mo. It's just going to keep going round and round and round. But the that's, manager that's... has to step. Manager has to step up. But I think they've gone mm. deliberately gone with Arteta because they're going. Well, you know, he's got to be grateful. He's got this job. You know, his first mm. managerial job is Arsenal Football Club. It, he's not. You know, Lampard. As much as it, it was still early for Lampard. Lampard still went and did works and miracles at Derby and worked without a budget. He then worked some miracles without a budget at Chelsea. You know, mm-hmm. he he done well. He's he then got into the crux of, oh, I've got all this money to spend, and he didn't then quite know what to do with those players. We've then seen an experienced manager come in in Tuchel who knows how to do with the big the big star players, knows how those players have come in, and he's now getting the best out of them. It's not totally against Arteta. I just think this was a too too soon for him, and yeah. not just because of the players that are there and the structure. 
We need a manager that can come in and I'm telling you being a positive disruptor. I'm not saying a Mourinho because not like that. I'm talking your yeah, Allegri's, your Simeone. They're just serious cojones there that's going to walk in, bust through like stone cold through to that room and go, give me the money. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? The, the, the problem that. is, the problem is, is that the pro- that that well, that's that's half of the problem. Those names that you mentioned will just simply never come. They will just not come because the manager the manager never gets back. So them guys will just never come to the club. They will never. We will never. People think that if we sack, sack Arteta, yeah, that we'll go out and get some big name or you know like Allegri or Simeone or so. Simeone's the best paid manager in the world, mate. He's never coming to Arsenal. It will never happen. So you know, it's like if Arteta goes, who do we get then? Who do we get? I'm not joking. We will be shopping at like. An, an an unknown like well not unknown but a low level German or uh, or or you like your 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 Graham Potters or that's where we'll be shot like you have to be really like it's not going to be we're not going to get rid of Arteta and get in if we was going to get rid of Arteta and through the door tomorrow was going to walk a Jurgen Klopp level then I might be like okay give him till Christmas and then we'll make the move but it doesn't matter. Who you bring through the door at this stage, unless the man, unless the, these American owners decide they're going to go out and spend three hundred million over two free transfer windows, yeah, the results are not going to change. But like, uh, does yeah. it always have to be? Does it always have to be big money though? Because if you look not... at Leicester, if you look at Leicester, yeah. no, I'll come back to no, Leicester no, 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 no. It doesn't have to be big money. It just needs to be consistent money. It's not the big money is not what you need. It needs to be consistent money, consistent money invested in decent players. Just consistent money. We do spend money. We do spend money. We do spend money exactly. But what? What? But look what we spend it on. And I'm saying that what? It, this is what I'm saying. The backbone of the manager has got to, or head coach has got to come in and go. This is not the player we need. This is not the player we want. You know, you he's got to, he's got to have some say on that team that comes in there, like your scouts and stuff like that. That must be in there. It was set up. This is Wenger left Arsenal. As much as people will moan at what you know the Wenger outs, he set up a perfect team. The re- the recruitment team was there. The scouts were there. We just didn't act on it enough. He, if you look at the likes of Mares. For instance, we had him ready to go. Like he's there, he's another player. Could have got him at a hundred grand, hundred grand, and we haven't gone and done it. We didn't act on it because we didn't try. We didn't. We suddenly gone. Oh, actually, you know, we're going to get ready for wait for the new manager to come in. And then once they did that, once Wenger left, it was like, yep, scrap that. We lost. Look at our, look 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 what they got rid of. Steve Rowley, all the top all the top um, scouting people. As soon as Wenger left. That wasn't the manager. And if you listen to Emre, Emre says the same thing. When he first came in, everything that he was expecting to be there wasn't there. That's like literally going, do you know what? I'm going to, um, you go and look at a brand new car and you see these nice, nice rims, uh, nice sound system. You get there and the, you've got, all you've got is a steering wheel. Because that's what was left. That's what he was left with. It got gutted out. Whereas if you look at United, they made the mistake by Moyes creating that problem for himself because he got rid again Fergie left Man United in amazing place like the all the coaching staff the recruitment team but what Moyes went and done and said no do you know what I'm going to replace it and replace it with his with his Everton staff and that's exactly what he did and lo and behold look who's got that staff member by the way Steve Round sitting (laughs) sitting on our bench now do you know what I mean like it it, it just seems to be the same mistakes that are now just continually being made so it's like we need this is why I'm saying the manager, and if it is Arteta, if it is Arteta, he lit, as I said, he's got to step up. He has to step up. It's not just oh. about the coaching. Bit. He needs to step up and start putting this in place. So even if we don't, let's say we're sitting here pre-season, it is Arteta. There is so much he's got to bring in. And it's it's got to, he needs to be working on that now, immediately. If he's not sitting in there now on Zoom with that slick back Karonke, right now, saying this is what I need and it's not being action, then walk. Because otherwise, he's got nothing about him. If he's happy just to, you know what, manage a mid-table Arsenal side and get away with it because 
well, they're happy that he doesn't spend that much in, and um, he'll he'll be a yes man. Then boy, he's definitely not the right person for us, Mo. That's what I'm trying to say. He, I don't think he's got that. I don't think he's got that backbone to push back. Mm. Mo, Mo, quick question: how, how how long do you give give Arteta? If they get him three or four players this this window, mm. if they supply him with three or four of his own players, we we just can't have we can't have any periods next season yeah. like we had in December. So if we get to if I mean the top four is going to be difficult next year. It's going to be very difficult because you got um, Chelsea looking strong, Man U looking strong, Man City, and you've obviously got Liverpool coming back. Yeah, mm. so top four will will be difficult. But I'm not saying we can't get into it. You never know. There's always normally a team that has a bad season or whatever, right? But what what my thing is is that he's not had a preseason. Give the man a preseason. Yeah, what he mm. wants to do is quite technical, and it could take a preseason, especially with the level of player, the intelligence of the player we've got. It might take a good preseason to to implement your ideas. When you think about um um I know I know that everyone says that this is this is he copies Pep Guardiola and he does sometimes a little bit too much. But mm. when we think about uh, Pep Guardiola's first year at Man City, yeah, he didn't have a full preseason. He did come in but he didn't have a full preseason. He also didn't have the players that he wanted. Yeah. And that first season, Man City were getting ripped to shreds at times. They looked terrible. They looked way off of it. After they came back, after their first proper preseason, and he got the couple of players in that he wanted, they looked a totally... They, they came to the Premier League and they made it look like a Sunday league. That's re- the reality of what they did. And that's why I think... I'm not saying Arteta is Pep. Far from it. But I believe his ideas are the same. And I believe that he needs time to implement those ideas. If he had had a preseason last year and we wasn't in a pandemic and everyone everything weren't skewed around and lot of player injuries, etc. I know that happens every season, but I think that if that hadn't have happened, the mm. players might have had a better understanding of what he expects from them and how he expects them to do it. If he gets three or four players this summer, yeah, two, no, three, it's got to be three or four. He needs three or four players. Yeah, yeah. yeah? And he slowly has to get rid of more players, right? I get that's going to take time. If he gets three or four players and we're going into December next year, mid-table, he's got to go. That's where I'm at. I understand that he. there will come a time where you look at it and you say, ain't going the right way. What I do think is that he just hasn't had enough time. He hasn't had the opportunity to work with these players and with the sort of players that he wants for long enough. And I think that that's a big problem for us. So when, 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 we're, doing the, you know, when we're doing the podcast in, uh, in November, if we're sitting here and the same mistakes are happening and we're doing the same thing, I will be on exactly the same line as you. I'll say, listen, he's had two years now. He's had a pre-season. He's got seven or eight of his own players. He's got rid of the the players that were disrupting him. He's got rid of a fair few uh, bits of the Deadwood. He's still not producing. Maybe he's not the man for the job. But I just think that now making a rash decision, yes, we are now. It's been coming 10 years. This has been coming 10 years. Do you not remember like where we where we was... um like eighth, seventh, eighth in the league and, and Wenger had to pull out like eight, nine wins on the bounce, like last games to, to, to get us, to scrape us into the, to the top four. Like this has been coming for a long time. This, this, this chronic underinvestment has been, has been crippling us for a long time and now we're just seeing. Now when someone's trying to turn it around, how I feel, they're, they're in there trying to turn it around, they're trying to change the culture, you're seeing all of the, the dirty laundry for 12, 10 to 12 years, all being laid out. All being laid out. And here it is. Here it is. Xhaka's our main centre midfielder. Like, that. that's it. Bellerin, our great hope. This is our main right back. You know, David Luiz, we miss him. We miss him. We're missing David Luiz. We're missing him in a, in a Europa League Europa League semi-final. You know, we're missing David Luiz. It's, it's just, it's just, I just think he just needs more time. He needs, Needs more time and needs some players. That's it. Well, I feel like we need to give the listeners a little something else. <laughs> uh, no, 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 let's go. No. Let's keep going. Let's go. <laughs> no, let's give them. Let's give them. Thing is, they're going to be at home, like so happy at our at our unhappiness. Yeah, this is right. going to be like their best ever pod. I know there's a few. I know there's a few chuckling. Uh, right yeah. now, I can I can I can picture it. The popcorn is out. 
and yeah. enjoy enjoy themselves. But with with their bald heads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know that's going out to. I know that's going out to. But um, lads, but this this one thing obviously let's let's discuss. Let's let's end on a nice on a nice note. There is. Um, talking American owners and making things American. We now have a Hall of Fame, um, Premier League Hall of Fame. It has been a long time coming and it's uh, great to reminisce um, about some great players we've, we've seen, obviously, in, in the past. Um, Omri and, obviously, Shearer, I believe, have obviously been the first inductees and, and rightly so, um, <laughs> which, which, with the greatness there. Um, but the next round, uh, the voting does actually close. So if anyone wants to do this, you can obviously head on to uh, PremierLeague.com to do this. Um, but uh, the current people in there, I'm going to ask you guys from this list, you can pick one each. Um, who would you like to see as the, the next uh, inductee into the Hall of Fame? Currently, to, not, uh, to vote, we have um, Tony Adams, David Beckham, Dennis Burkamp, Sol Campbell, Eric Cantona, Andy Cole, Ashley Cole, Didier Drogba, Les Ferdinand, Rio Ferdinand, Fowler, Gerard, Keane, Lampard, Letitia, Owen, Michael, Scholes, Terry, Van Persie, and Vidic. Wow. Oh, and Vieira and Ian Wright. How can wow. I forget those two? Who stands out from that list? Who stands out? I mean, there's a lot. Dude, don't get me wrong. But who stands out to you? Um, uh, I'm gonna go John Terry, JT. Yeah, that was easy as well by the sounds of things. Mo, Mo? yeah, it's um for me, it's, um yeah, John Terry, um Lampard or Gerard. It would be one of them three. Um, but John Terry, I mean, probably the best between him and Rio. I think who's got the most who's got the most Premier League titles between them? They've probably got the same amount of Champions Leagues as well as Rio got one more. Who's got the Rio, most Premier League titles? It might be, JT JT. Maybe they're even. Actually, I don't know. Have to, I think, have to I think they might be easy, even on both, you know. I think for me, it's yeah, Rio's in there, JT, Lamps or Gerard. I know Gerard didn't win a Premier League title, but he's some player, man. He, do, do, I know we don't want another. Probably they don't want another striker in there. But I stick Didier Drogba in there. I think if you got if Shearer, if Shearer, what next in? Next in Drogba. Honestly, Drogba. I mean, mate, he was that next level of striker. Like again, just what he could, what he could do. And I'm, I'm saying that obviously from a from a Guna. If you take away, if you take away the next inductees, if they were going to do um, two players and sort of again go down the midfield route. Iconically, for me, Roy Keane and Patrick Vieira are two that you've got to put in there. Yeah, I'm sure all of these players will go in over time. But Giggsy as well, put... most appearances scored in who's like Giggsy scored in twenty in a row, didn't he? I don't think Giggsy is going to be anywhere near yeah. the fame right yeah. now after his <laughs> shenanigans. So. He, was, he, he was lined up to be the first one in, wasn't he? And, yeah, um, I don't yeah, think yeah. he'll be anywhere near that at this at this stage. So um, <laughs> yeah, um, but we won't get in. We won't get into that. I think um, obviously what we'll be doing, obviously um, coming up, and uh, we'd like to see you guys obviously share this. Um, I, I'm saying this now because I definitely haven't had time to to look into it. But we will be looking at our team in the season um, in a, in the next in the next pod as we're, we're coming up to the, the, the close now. So. Um, yeah, I have a proper think about that. Definitely, I can't I've see my still players being in it. I know you have. You like, absolutely love it. You love all the oh, I need to sit down. I've, unfortunately, I've, there's unfortunately there's no Arsenal players in it this time. No, I don't think there's anyone. I've, I've, I've narrowed, I've narrowed my down to fifty now. So Aaron's got Aaron's got fifty left backs, mate. He's narrowed it down to fifty left backs. I'm, I'm telling you, that, that'll, that'll be uh, some highlights definitely coming up from uh, <laughs> our, our podcast this season. Will be you narrowing down an eleven from 2019 <laughs> bloody good. players, but uh, yeah. but yeah, no, be be being a good one, boys. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that obviously this time next year. I felt like I was about to throw out. And, uh, it would be millionaires. We'll be millionaires. <laughs> <laughs> um, but actually, you know, I, I hope that Arsenal will be in a better place. Maybe we'll be about fifth. 
Um, but, uh, <laughs> no, you know, listen, boys, it's tough being an Arsenal, Arsenal fan um, right now. And um, I don't want to come across like some other sort of fan channels where it's like jump up and down all the time, go a little bit crazy. We've got to really sit and like work this one out and have that proper chat and listen to everyone's views. Like, yeah, oh. some people aren't going to be Arteta's fans. Some people will be. And there are some valid points from, from both sides for sure. But I think going forward, everyone just wants the love of Arsenal being back. And I will tell you this, it was a sad story I heard from a friend today. I thought I'd share this with you where no, no dad deserves this. It's two boys being Arsenal kits since the day they were, since the day they were born. I think they're like mm. 10, 11 years old now. And uh, they both said they don't want to support Arsenal anymore. Sad, oh, sad day. Sad day. I don't know. It's not sad. It's not sad. As long as, long as they don't go Tottenham, it's not sad. If they, I don't I'm, think that's going to happen. I, I can swallow... I, I can I swallow City, West Ham. I think no. I think, it's, I think it's the whole. So you know what kids are like. Ah, the dad, it's, be, it's a hard day, yeah. but it's a it's a hard it's a hard time for you as a dad when that that happens. Oh, I really, yeah. I really mm. did, I really did feel for him. My heart uh, goes out to him. Yeah, yeah. You know, I spilled a bit of drink for him actually uh, on, on that one. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, tough times, and yeah. So hopefully the the glory days will will be back, or at least something to to be. Um, sort of cheering for we've seen the the bounce back from obviously your United your Liverpools as well so there's no reason we, we can't do um, like you said Mo and um, with, with the investment but let's see how we go deep breath now everyone can enjoy their days <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> we'll be back next week obviously as we said with, the, with our team of the season and obviously the hot topics of the week but that's been another episode of Playing Out From The Back Sports Social Podcast Network Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.